Yo, yo, this is Justin B. Bieber. Hey, it's Ariana Grande. Just the interviews. A Zach Sang Show exclusive podcast. Hello, beautiful humans. We got Dan here, and we welcome back to the studio a friend, a good energy, a beautiful soul. Oh. She goes by the name of Rachel Crow. Hey. Oh, thank you. Oh, good to have you here. It is literally a family affair out in our lobby because yeah. Grace and Chance was leaving. You all know each other, mm-hmm. and you're waiting. We share many, many, many friends. Yeah. And my dad and my stepmom were walking in at the same time. Yeah, it was really great. Dude, threw everything off. Best day ever. Well, but, but you're saying that, and I feel like you almost mean it. No, I do. <laughs> I was like, this is perfect. Like, n- couldn't come on a better day, because like, I already love you guys, and like, love coming and hanging out with you. So then they walked in, and I was like, what? Like... Am I getting paid? Like, is that going to happen next? Like, do I get money too? You get to see the man who have created me. Yeah. Which is uh, you, though. That freaks me out. I know it does, but I don't think it should because he's great. The, the idea that I am literally a perfect combination of my parents, but I do believe genuinely I am the best qualities of both my parents. Yeah, I believe that too. I have a couple crappy qualities from them, but because they've served as- We all do. Yes, but they've served- From your parents specifically. (laughs) My dad's rubbed off on you? Yeah, God, again. Anyway. (laughs) But cautionary tales serve as examples of what not to do. So stay away from it. Right. I feel like growing up though, that's what we all have. You know, we say, oh my gosh, I can't believe that my mom or my dad did this. Like I'll- I would love to do that with my kids, but then sometimes you're like, mm, I'm not doing that. Like the bad days, like when you get in trouble for something that you clearly did wrong, you're like, I'm not going to tell my kids they did that. And then you do because, you know. But like parents in general, like in somebody's life, it, you beyond like my stepmom also walked in with my dad. Mm-hmm. I've hung out with my stepmom now for four days straight and it's been four years since I've spent that much time with her all together. Yeah. I am such... A version of her, mm-hmm. and I hate it. Why? I mean, like, I like it for a lot of good reasons, but I think it's more the realization that I am partially her. Yeah. That I hate. Do you get what I'm saying? I understand. She didn't create me by blood. No. She did not birth me. But I feel like I'm a really good advocate for why that doesn't matter. Exactly. I'm still a blatant extension. You know of my who mom she is. extremely well. Yes. And I am just her. Barb Crow. I'm literally Barbara Crow. Like, I'm just a younger, darker version. <laughs> I'm just a little blacker. <laughs> I'm like, we have the same mannerisms. We pick up the phone and people think that it's her. Like, I don't think, yeah, blood, Doesn't, as much as blood is thicker than water, like, is mm. definitely a saying. I just feel like I wouldn't be here without her. And because, just because she didn't birth me doesn't mean that I'm not her child. That's it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you were adopted. I am. You are the company you keep. You are the people who raise you. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you're right. Like, it's so true. And it's crazy to just experience and to understand, like, the role that my stepmom has had in my life because she's been there since I was five. Yeah. So it's hard for me to even remember. I don't even think, I don't remember a world without her. Yeah. And now at 25 to look back and be like, whoa. There's so many things that I've taken from this woman. Um, Your mom now in your life still plays an important role. Yeah. You've been on quite a journey because 
is it fair to say like for the first time ever you're pushing records to radioactively and you're doing the thing you are doing the promo tours yeah you're shaking hands and kissing babies in every crevice and corner of our great country i sure am i'm loving it and your mom's with you yeah she's my she's my rock i don't know i feel like it's hard um growing up in this industry because people like their first instinct is like all right like get out of the nest like you know like let me have you alone now (laughs) which is super weird um and I think that I am who I am because of that woman and as much as I am a independent woman like I moved out so I like live in my own apartment now I'm like very cool um (laughs) as much as I still you know I'm very independent and like can lead my own life. I think that it is important to have her. She's extremely intelligent. She actually works with me and um, is amazing on tour and is a very intelligent person. And I think that um, having her with me is something that I don't want to lose. You know, she, no matter what the situation is, she'll always have your best interest. Yeah. And also I feel like, there's a lot coming out in press right now about um, certain things happening to young women on these tours or when they're just literally walking down the street and like weird things. And I feel like they feel okay to do that because you're being isolated from your parents. And I don't want that. You know what I mean? They're like taking you away and you're doing your own thing and then something ends up happening. Whereas like I know who I am. I can like show her a look and she knows how I'm feeling and I don't think anybody else knows that look but her she knows all of them um and she makes me feel safe on the road and yeah she's also hilarious and fun so we just like hang out you know what I mean she's a good egg she is she's a good egg she made a good egg and she's a good egg if Dan could have his mom around at all times he would yeah absolutely I'd like to hang out with my mom every day where is she she's back in Philadelphia unfortunately what the heck dude I know you should have told her I want her to move out here I would love at 28 years old to live with my mom again yeah you know what's really weird dude we've lived here in LA four years and change and yeah. your parents have never come to visit once. That's true. They've never visited me. Why is that? Uh, they like the dog better. <laughs> Tyson Bring really... the dog. Bring he's, the dog. He's old. He can't fly, right? Yeah, he's he's, he's, he's an elderly man. Oh. I hate that I know so much about Dan's life. I love that you know so much about his life. Uh, but anyway, yeah, moms are great. Moms are amazing. <laughs> I love my mom. I just don't understand like why we have to leave. You know what I mean? I'm like, why can't you just stay with me forever? She's like, you need to be independent Rachel like you know this is the time where you're growing up you're moving out like I'm still obviously working with you and your mom but like do your thing and I'm like okay but why like I just want to why just want to tell me is your music reflective of this independent phase that you're I don't want to say going through but like you're kind of embarking on because being independent is a longer journey than just yeah I'm like a year or a few months yeah I'm 21 now so I feel like there's this certain time in a person's life or a a girl's life, honestly, because I feel like there are different things. I feel like I hear from my guy friends that their parents are sort of like kicking them out faster. And like girls are like, stay home however long you want. And I find that to be weird. Um, I also find that like there's no rules for anything. And like why we feel we need to follow these rules because like society is like, you need to leave your home. Like that's acceptable right now. Like that's crazy to me. Like 
I did it in my own time when I felt comfortable. Yeah. Like I joke about her kicking me out, but that's so not what happened. Like we talked about it and we came up with this great decision. Um, and if I need anything, like I just message her. Like I can call her anytime I want. She's my mother. You know what I mean? If I need like, I was like, should I make this doctor's appointment on my own or can you do it? She was like, you need to do it. And I was like, okay. So I did it. <gasps> Congratulations. I think that's the most adult thing I've done thus far. I'm like, I can drink, but I also make my own doctor's appointments. You know? <laughs> Look at me. Look at me. <laughs> Up all night. That is the single right now. Yes. Great record. You wrote it with Maggie, Emily, who's in the room right now. Was yes. Sam Fisher in that room? Yes, he was. Wow. You what know, a great crew, right? Oh, that's a good that's a good little posse you got there. Yeah, the homies. That's right. Well, that record starts when? What, you know that record's written in part about your apartment? Oh. <laughs> I Whoa. like being a part of songs, you know what I mean? <laughs> I didn't get a shout out in this one, but uh, please tell me how. I gotta say your name in the next one. That's um, what I need. So, there's somebody who I'm not gonna say the name of, because oh. it's embarrassing. But, I wrote this song about somebody who I really liked, who you know very well. Um, and oh, he liked me back. And we had like a little thing and it was very cute and adorable. We spent a lot of time together and then he went through some things and I went through some growing up and some things. And so we sort of parted ways. And then six months later, I was at your house mm. um, and it was right before we threw my 20th birthday party at your house because <laughs> right. you are the best. Um, and it was the first party I threw with you, yes. like that I was a part of. And he walked in that night. He walked in at like midnight. And I was shook. <laughs> I was like, I don't know how this is going to go, but like, let's wing it. And I was really nervous. And um, everyone was like, oh my God, let's like, just go talk to him, blah, blah, blah. And it sort of was fine. Like we played um, like pool, like beer pong pool, but it was with water, water <laughs> pong and um, then we went up to the roof and like hung out and like talked and watched the city. It was very cute, like very film worthy. Um, and then that was like the last night we really hung out again up until very, very recently. Um, and I was in the studio like a couple of days later and um, Miss Emlyn, Maggie was there yeah. watching it from the outside in. And so I told her I wanted to write about it because I felt like one, it was hella relatable because I feel like people can relate to these sort of on off things but also it was very personal to me in the fact that like none of it was bad like it didn't end or like you know we didn't fight and it stopped like there was no nothing bad about it it was sort of like he needed healing and I needed healing and we came together and like it was just great and happy and then we went our separate ways you know what I mean? Zach Sang Show. Hey, I'm so sorry. This is going to be real quick. I got to keep the lights on. If you're looking to make some extra dough, if you're looking to clean up and clear out space in your house, Mercari is an app that you can use to sell stuff. So easy to use. All 50 states have it. So, you know, people, they buy things everywhere. Also, 100,000 items are listed on Mercari every single day. There's like 300,000 five-star reviews on this thing. Mercari is legit, man. Macari, yes. Can I read you something? I'm going to have to. So, don't let that stuff you don't use go to waste. Sell it, ship it, and get paid with Mercari. Y- you can find Mercari on the app stores or on Mercari.com. That is M-E-R-C-A-R-I. Mercari, the selling app. Yeah. 
Now back to the conversation he came for. Zach Sancho. Was it closure? Yeah, I think it was closure. So, okay. Yeah, I think well, that makes sense. But it wasn't really like closure because like, I see him still. And I just saw him recently. Are you seeing him romantically? No. And I don't even know if it counts as... This is what's complicated about this story. I don't know... I don't know if what I was doing was seeing him romantically in the first place because we kissed one time. That was all. Nothing else happened. We just spent so much time together and if you saw us, you'd be like, oh, they're like definitely a couple. But, but that only, was not what happened. You only kissed once. Just one time. One time. So what? The on whole my, time. On my roof, do you dissect this one kiss and what it no, actually No, we didn't means? kiss on your roof. Why? No, I know, but you're talking. You're discussing. Yeah, we're just talking. We're nothing. Not about what happened. Nothing. Just talking like we usually do. Just like about life and how is he and how am I and all this stuff. Um, Interesting. Yeah. This is the most in-depth I've got about this song so far. But yes, it was at your house. I thought you'd think that was funny. Yes. Um, Anything about me. Anything about you. Yeah. So that happened and I wrote this song and didn't tell him obviously at all. Um, But I did recently. He came over to my house to watch the premiere of Schooled. With me. Your new ABC show. Yes, because we're still, like, friends, obviously. Starring Rachel Crow and Tim Meadows. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that, but thank you. <laughs> I, I, you get Starring. the S word. Thank yeah. you. Um, yeah, so he came over to watch that, and then he, like, slept on my couch, which is weird. Well, you slept in a bed, or did you sleep I on the couch? I was in my room, <laughs> away from him. <laughs> no drama today. By the way, Dan, we do know the person, and they have been on the show. I'm, yes. I know. I'm sitting here trying to figure out who it could be. I don't think you're going to get it. I don't think he's going to get it either. No way. Why? Is it someone I shouldn't expect? Yeah. Uh, wouldn't expect? I feel like he wouldn't expect this person at I'll, all. I'll give you a hint. No. It's somebody, <laughs> it's somebody who caused a lot of controversy on our show. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know. Oh, oh, Rachel. Oh, my gosh. I can't wait to talk about this later. <laughs> I, <think, laughs> I want to know that, why. I think the controversy changed somebody's life that was involved. It was oh, all okay. I know exactly who we're talking about. Anyway. Okay. Well, wait. Before you... Moving on. Okay. Don't worry. But, I'm but stressed. I have a question. Nobody's yeah. going to get it. A lot of people cause controversy. You're, you'll be lucky <laughs> if they think it's Bozzy. It's Well, that <laughs> yeah, was the one, but then you said something else. I know exactly who it is. But do you want to be with this guy? Um, like, no. No. Okay. Mm-mm. I mean, ugh, that's a very complicated <laughs> question. Sir, um, I think I did, but I don't think that it was because, how am I going to say this? I wasn't like, it wasn't this moment of like head over heels, completely infatuated and in love with this person. It was more like, I love this person deeply in every capacity, if that makes sense. Like every way you can love somebody, I did love him. Like for a minute there, I was like, okay, romantically I could love you but I think the love that I have for him now is just this very deep love of like who he is as a person he's a very kind person he's very very kind and I just he made me feel like happy to be around him if that makes sense because I just got out of a really horrible relationship where I just felt terrible about myself and so because he was so kind to me he was younger than me but like like by a year but because he was so sweet I was like very drawn to this person and so now with everything that he's like been going through i just feel like no i feel like he doesn't need that from me okay you know what i mean but Mm -hmm. i feel like he needs me as a friend and i could be a wonderful and very influential friend to him if that makes sense that is very mature of you thank you zach
Well done. Thank you. Well done. <laughs> so, Up All Night is the, really, it's the first. It's a very deep song, but everybody's like, Up All Night, you fall asleep. And I'm like, yeah. Uh, yeah, because <laughs> it's kind of anthemic in the way it's produced and it really yeah. hits you. That's the point. It's supposed to be happy. It makes me happy. There's nothing sad about this what? situation for me. So, Emlyn watches your situation go down mm-hmm. and... A few days later, you write the record, but does she come in and say, this is what the song should be about, or was there a lyric form? Um, no. It was more of like, basically how we write is I talk, because I, you know me, I just talk. <laughs> you guys know. I just talk. And uh, a lot of times she just sits there and writes what I'm saying. So, like, I'm writing as I speak, and she's writing as I speak, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes I'll, well... I guess more often than not, I'll come in and be like, well, what if we said this and like, we'll give a specific line and she'll be like, yeah, but like switch this for that. Like, that's how we write together. Um, And a lot of times she'll come in with like some crazy line that I'm like, how does your brain like do that? Like, that's incredible. So she's really fun to write with because she's my best friend. Um, And because we have such a good working and personal relationship that like, I feel like it's just easy. It just flows. And in this job, like to have those two positions, you got to have a combination of both, right? Yeah, I'd say. If you want the art to be authentic. Yeah. I feel like because I'm such an authentic person, it makes, she's here, by the way. That's why I keep looking over there. Um, Because I am an authentic person, I feel like everything I put out is very real. I feel like if I didn't have that, that I'd be upset with myself. You know what I mean? Like I, I love, I love having her in that room with me safer yeah it's a very safe feeling but i mean i feel like i'm a big risk taker when it comes to my music i feel like i just throw random things in there and hope it sticks and usually it does um even those strings like you know dude i was like love those i was like what about strings right here (laughs) they were like (laughs) e-man the producer he was like what (laughs) i was like no i'm serious um and we did it and they were like what and so i feel like i just like come in with like by the way this sounds crazy to do but let's do it and they're like sure it hits yeah they always try it what is your genre and i don't want to put you in a box but when you have vocals like yours they kind of stand on their own right um i'm a huge fan of your vocals like your purest singing voice is just uh, it it hits you like a ton of bricks in the best possible way thank you um Yeah, I feel like my genre, I try, I love pop music. I have a very strong love for it because I really grew up listening to it. Um, But I also love old, like, soulful, Mm. folk-type jazz music. Like, I love Etta. We all know this. Etta James is, like, my favorite. And um, I think right now in pop music... um, Everything there's a lot of stuff that's out that's very like flat, like very one tone, and it's not bad. It's just very like one tone. Yeah. This is what this is, and what my goal is is to switch that up and say it doesn't have to be. It can be deep. There can be parts of it that are different. Um, and I think, I think there is a genre. I feel like I am a pop R and B artist. I feel like if somebody was going to put me in a box that that would be the box. But if you go deeper than that, like my influences come from Etta. My influences come from this like deep rooted, painful soul jazz thing. And I never knew what that was. And I still really don't. Um, but I feel like people tell me, oh, you're such a light or you're so positive and happy and bright. But when I sing, there is this like 
very deep rooted sadness. And I don't know where that comes from because I'm a pretty like I'm a pretty happy person. But I think it comes from one, my start in life. I think it comes from listening to Etta and feeling her pain and having empathy for that Um, and having empathy for other people's pain through their music when I hear sad songs. And as much as people listen to sad songs to feel sad, I listen to them and they make me feel something, which I think is better than nothing, if that makes sense. So I feel like my music is very... um, I don't know. I feel like it's very two-tone. I feel like there's like this, you know, like the sun fighting the moon kind of vibe. Like there's always light fighting darkness in my music. And I really love that about about what I make. You know? You can see it in your face. The first moment the world was introduced to Rachel Crow was a moment that brought my dad and I closer together. We were watching The X Factor. Was The first song was If I Were a Boy, right? Um, the first song was Mercy. Oh, that's mm-hmm. right. And then mm-hmm. If I Were a Boy was the second one to follow it. Mm-hmm. Both phenomenal. Thank you. And you, like, their stories and the story you're singing about totally takes over your being. Yeah. Like, I mean, you can see it, but, like, you can feel it. Yeah. It's... I Well, I remember hearing If I Were a Boy for the first time when it came out. Um, and I was young. I was, like, nine. <laughs> And fetus, fetus, fetus. Yeah, I was a baby and I heard it and cried. Like I felt pain from what she was singing. I watched that music video and like felt her pain. And when I was nine, I remember being like, why do I know what that's like? Like, why, why do I know what she's feeling right now? Like I could, I could put together that she was a heartbroken, devastated woman. And now we know why, right? Because she came out with all of the songs about how over the years she's been cheated on, blah, blah, blah. But then I knew that about her. Like I knew what heartbreak felt like from her. And I always was so young and wondering like, why do I know this? And I still don't know the answer to that. I was like, why do I know what she's feeling right now? And I think it just comes from, you know, being able to feel you know, have empathy for people. But at the same time, you know, when you're nine, you know what heartbreak is. You're nine. No, but you were able to understand the lyrics she was conveying and the tones of her voice yeah. matches the production of the, the song. Yeah, I could just feel it, you know. Do the two go hand in hand, like this idea that like when you hear a record, uh, acting and music, do they go hand in hand, like this idea that when you hear a record, you can feel it and understand it and become it? Mm-hmm. But yeah. in acting, you're actually reading words and then having to ingest and become that. Yeah, I think I think they do cross over, but in different ways. I think acting, like you're saying, like you're interpreting what somebody else's vision for their character is. Yeah, you're who just that trying is. to be who they want you to be, if that makes sense. Like yeah. that's my biggest goal when I'm shooting something. Like even if it's schooled, a comedy that's very lighthearted, whatever that director wants me to do or be. I'm going to be that because I want to make them happy. I want to I want to be like I want them to come up to me and say, Rachel, you know, when we wrote this character, we envisioned it and you are exactly what we thought it would be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I want to do that for people. I love doing that. That's like one of my favorite parts of acting. Is that success on set for you? Yeah, that's that's like the highest form of, you know, success. And I feel like that's so I don't know. That makes me respect my art because they come up to me and they're like, ah, oh, like you just play this character so well. Like that makes me feel so good. Like, 
it's an honor to be able to play these characters. And so, like, I feel the same way about songs. Like, when I sing these songs and they're like, we felt that pain from you, like, in this song. Or we felt how happy you were when you were singing that. Then I'm like, yeah. Like, I did my job. You know what I mean? But it's draining. It is, yeah. I'm, I was telling you, I'm exhausted all the time. <laughs> like, my baseline is just tired, but I rally. <laughs> we, we were at dinner one time, and there was, like, a, some dude performing, and you got up and you sang. It was, like, oh, yeah. an empty restaurant, and you freaking gave it your all. You pushed me on stage. Yo, yeah, I did. <laughs> you made me go up there. Yeah, and some- And Josh. Some, uh, si- and Maggie. <laughs> there was some sister on stage trying to, like, sing your backup, and I was about to tackle her. Oh my gosh, you're so funny. Like, no, it was hilarious. That was the funniest, like, night ever. That was the funniest thing I think that possibly has ever happened. <laughs> yeah, you killed it, but you felt it, and, like, you yeah. can see that there was a different you pre-performance and post-performance because of everything you give up uh, up on stage, no matter- no matter the size of the stage. Yeah, I love it. It's what I do, you know? It's my favorite thing in the world. I don't think I'd be here without it. Wow. What, what'd you sing that night? Well, did uh, you sing If I Were I a Boy? I sang If I Were a Boy. Oh, okay. And I sang... What else? I sang that. I thought I sang that and one other thing. At but, last. At last? At last. Well, I sang that, obviously. I always <laughs> sing that. <laughs> I figure, like, everybody just knows that I sing that song. <laughs> but I thought I sang If I Were a Boy, too. Or we sang something Beyonce yeah, as there, well. There I was. Remember. You, At Last for You, is that a record you always go to? Oh, I love that song. Why? Um, I don't know. It makes me happy. It just, like, warms my soul. You know what I mean? Also, like, there's not many people who can even attempt to sing a song like that. <laughs> right? Um, yeah. I don't know. And that song is just, like, everything to me. I, I actually have a great story. I was filming. I was 17. I was filming a Disney movie in New Orleans. And we were having our um, pre-table read, or right after the table read, one of the two dinners, like this big dinner for the cast, like welcoming us to New Orleans and welcome to filming, blah, blah, blah. And uh, it was at the Preservation Hall, which is the oldest jazz hall uh, on Bourbon Street. And they made a private dinner for us, something they had never done for anybody before. I was like, damn, Disney really be... Really be killing it, huh? Like, I was like, you doing this for Disney? Like, that's crazy. And so I was sitting there eating. Um, and right after, they were like, very like old school. They're like, retire to the to this room with the piano and listen to the man play you songs or whatever before the show. Um, and so I went in there with the cast, and he was just like playing piano, blah, blah, blah. And I thought, like, he probably knows. He probably knows at last. Like, that's a classic. You know what I mean? And so I went over to him and, like, whispered. And I was like, do you know this song? Because, honestly, I just wanted to say that I sang there. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get like, it. I didn't care who was around me. I didn't want to, like, go sing because I was like, I can sing. Like, that was so not the plan. Like, I just wanted to say when I died that I got to sing where so many jazz musicians had sang before me. That's and he knew it. And I did it. And there's, like, a video somewhere. And it's, like, still one of the coolest things I've ever done. Teeny tiny room. Just castmates and, like, you know, the director and some producers. And I just started singing. Didn't tell anybody. I was like, I'm going to sing now. Like, I was just like, I just started singing it because all I wanted to do was at least get that first at last out there. You know what I mean? Because that's all you need. Yeah. I just wanted to do that. And so I was, like, very proud of myself that I took the initiative to do it because in my heart, that's all I wanted. You were 17. Yeah, I was 17. I was like, do you know this song? And he was like, of course. And like, like started. <laughs> yeah. 
That's amazing. Did he think you would be able to nail those notes or was he like... Oh, heck no. They never do. (laughs) (laughs) They never think I'm going to be any good at all. And I'm always like, well... Hopefully I am, you know? <laughs> like, it's kind of a crapshoot with singing. It's like, is it going to sound great today or is it not? So it apparently did that day. So yeah, good. but uh, to say it's a crapshoot, are you serious? Like, does your voice really fluctuate like that? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I think, I think, no. I feel like I take pretty good care of it. But some days, some days things happen and you can't control them. And you're just kind of like, <laughs> YOLO. You know what I mean? <laughs> Up all night. That is the, the record out now. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one other dime, and wasn't there another song? Could have told me. Yes. My uh, the head of my label calls it coulda shoulda. <laughs> <laughs> coulda shoulda woulda. Coulda shoulda woulda. Dime could have told me. Up all night. Mm-hmm. Are these three records linked by anything? Um, me? Um, no, I uh, wrote could have told me with Miss Maggie slash Emlyn as well. Um. Yeah, I that's uh, that's the link. Dime I wrote with AJR. We love those boys. I like them. Mm-hmm. I know you do. Yeah, they FaceTime me almost every day. I love that. It's a little much. I text. They're Ryan. watching this right now, so it's, relax. On the, relax on the FaceTime, okay? Um, but you could FaceTime me. <laughs> I text Ryan and I'm like, song sounds really good. <laughs> like I don't know what to say. I'm like, I hope that he answers me, and he does every time right away. He's like, wow. thank you. I'm like, yes. Like, it's like a little, like, for me. <laughs> you pat on your back? I'm like, wow. Like, they're so talented, mm-hmm. so I'm always just like, text me back, you know? Like, if they do this, I'm okay in the world. <laughs> my yeah. status is Like, literally, like, I'm still, I'm still okay. <laughs> no, but they're also, like, the new you, right? Because they kind of lead into each other, but up all night? Yeah. Whatever's coming next, which is an album or an EP? Um, Yeah, I think EP, maybe single. Mm. You know the one that yeah. I'm trying to get out. You got, you got a couple good ones that I've heard. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. I love all the new stuff. It's like my favorite stuff ever. Where are we at in the ballad world? Like, do you feel like you have a responsibility because you have vocals like this? Thank you. To put them in wherever you have the opportunity? Yeah, I feel like um, I've done a couple ballads over the last few months. Um, and I think that. You've done them, but haven't released them. No. Um, but I do think that I, as much as I can, try and incorporate like vocals as best as I can into songs like Up All Night. You and, do. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I want them to be pop and cool and, and, and be upbeat and fun for people to dance to, but I also want them to listen and be like, damn, like, that sounds great. Those vocals are great. Uh, and so I try and incorporate them um, as much as I can, but I love a ballad. Like, that's my favorite. That's my favorite. You know what I mean? That like, you know what I mean? I love yeah. sad music. I love the color blue. I love rain. Like I love sad <laughs> things. Sad things make me happy. I don't know why. Like that might be weird, but is there are you waiting on the ballad until the song is right because you know with a voice like yours the power it could have? Um I mean, I guess so. I feel like I've I feel like I'm done putting things out because I feel like people like it's the right time or it's trendy or people are going to hear it and be like that's a good ballad. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I feel like I'm just putting things out that I like. Like I love Up All Night. I loved Could Have Told Me. Like those are songs. Like I did love Dime, but I felt like I wrote it with AJR. It was really quick. I just put it out. 
you know, with my label. Like, it was sort of like, I had the song for a minute, obviously, but we just, like, did it. Yeah. I did, like, eight different versions, so I got the right one that I liked, and then they put it out, and that was that. And we did a video, and it was quick, and it was flashy. But with, like, Could Have Told Me, with Up All Night, like, these are songs that I love so deeply. Um, and they're just, like, in essence, um, they're just the essence of who I am. And I think that with ballads as well, I'll be putting things out that I'm just like, this is me. Like, I hope you like it, but this is me. And if you don't, I'll be okay with that. Like, I have one in particular um, that's like, it's about kind of a touchy subject for me, but it's just about somebody in my life that I feel like my whole life I have given, 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 and their whole life they've just taken, 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 taken from me and not given anything back. And how like heartbreaking that is, especially growing up. And so I sort of wrote this and now I... I've been singing it and testing the waters on this promo tour. Um, and wow. I I really don't get asked about any other song. Like after I sing it, they're like, when is that coming out? We love that. And it makes me happy because I feel like taking negativity and turning it into art is such a powerful thing. And I've gotten to do that a lot recently. Um, so yeah, it's I guess powerful. that's like a long answer. but No, no, no. It's powerful for you, but also the ones on the receiving end. Yeah. When are you going to drop that? I don't know. I don't know if it'll be on the EP um, and people will just listen to it on their own. I don't know if we'll do it alone, but it'll be out. I think it's wonderful. I need to reproduce it. So <laughs> I need to redo it. Would but. you say 100% ballad? Um, yeah. yeah, it's 100% ballad. I think yeah. I've listened to the rough version of it. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think I played it for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You've had that record for a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. It was rough. Oh, it was hard to write. Why? It was just sad. It was really heartbreaking to write. I want to dive into it, but it's not out. Um, yeah. When it's out, will you ever say who it's about? I don't know. I, I don't have an answer for you, I don't think. Does, I the, don't, per, does the person who it's about know that the record exists? Yes. Do they know that they're connected to it? They know it's about them. Did you tell them, or did they figure it out on their own? Somebody close to me told them. I, I told this person, I was like, don't tell them. And they told them. (laughs) And then, and I was like, why would you do that? Like, this is my, this was my thing. Like, I needed to tell them. Yeah, it's your story. And they were just sort of like, they thought it was beautiful. I was like, no. Like, they're not supposed to think it was beautiful. They're supposed to, like, hear it and change or something. I don't know. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, this was supposed to be, like, a wake-up call. But I don't think it was. I think the person, the person, this is the hard thing. Like, as much as I feel this way, like, the person loves me deeply. Like, very much. And thinks like loves my songs and my voice and thinks that I'm talented I know that so like I feel like them hearing the song was just sort of listening to the song and saying this is a beautiful song rather than like dealing with the fact that the words are about About them them. hurting me does that make sense they get lost in the fact that it's a record and it's a song the world's gonna hear yeah they didn't understand the gravity of it no does that disappoint you no I think it's easier than facing the reality that they didn't really get it like i'm you know what i mean so you would you'd rather them not fully understand yeah because i don't want to hurt anybody that's my thing that's who i am i don't want them to hear it because i know that if they actually understood it would hurt them so bad and make them feel sad so i don't want that as much as if they've hurt me i don't want them to hurt but you i wrote it as a release not as a like you know what I mean? But a part of you maybe wanted them to change. I, a part of me wanted them to 
at least acknowledge that they like the, Done that I'm wrong. right and they did something wrong. But like, even though they didn't, I would rather not hurt them. That's a statement. Yeah. Especially because obviously they've hurt you, mm-hmm. and you, you felt. I don't hurt anybody. But you felt so strongly about what they've done to you to put it in a record that will last forever. Mm-hmm. Because I, like I said, I'm a firm believer in turning sadness into art. I think that if you can make something beautiful out of something so, it's not like so horrible, but if you can make something beautiful out of anything bad, anything negative, that's power. Mm-hmm. I think that's power. On that note, I pass over the final thoughts to Mr. Dan Zola. I just want to know if you're sick of people asking you about the X Factor. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yes and no. I feel like it's been eight years. <laughs> if I'm still getting recognized on the streets strictly for that show, that means something went right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Something went right. So I feel like, yeah, it's like, yes, I've been over this. <laughs> I was on the show. But at the same time, I'm like, thank God I was. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it changed your life. It did. I wouldn't be sitting with you. Where would you be? I don't know. I wouldn't be here. You wouldn't have your own bathroom. It sure wouldn't. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> sure wouldn't. <laughs> sure wouldn't. Wow. I just, wouldn't know you. I just got this weird television flashback. You yeah. Know? It's, it's uh, a young Rachel Crow. What are you going to do with all the money? Um, <laughs> I didn't win it. <laughs> but you were planning on getting your own bathroom. I was. I was like, I'm buying myself a damn house. <laughs> I was like, my family's going to live with me forever. That was my plan. I was like, my mom will never have to move out. <laughs> Full circle. And I brought it back. Did you and, see how I did that? And look at her now. Thousands look at me of now. miles away. Yeah, I know. How sad is that? I, I'm surprised Dan hasn't asked you to sing. I was actually uh, thinking about it. I just did. So can you sing for me? <laughs> yeah, what do you want me to sing? Um, Come on, request the proper record after this conversation. At last. Oh, I knew he was going to say it. Jesus Christ. Hopefully, hopefully, right. these, hopefully these microphones can yeah, uh, do it justice. Pull it back a little Am bit. Am I singing the whole song? You know, you can sing whatever you want. Okay. Let's like, do a little bit. Just a little. You want to put some cans on? You guys want to hear this? And if it doesn't sound good, we can move the, uh, not because not of your Wait, voice. Wait, should I put this on too just no, to make sure? No, it might f*** you up. I don't know. Whatever really? whatever you sing better that. with. I don't think so. I just want to make sure these microphones are doing your voice justice. Damn. Ooh, I sound good in here. <laughs> Solely in your head. Me too. <laughs> okay, here we go. Oh, it's exciting. <laughs> I'm going to laugh if you keep looking I'm, at me I'm like that. I'm my mic He's off. like... I'm okay. looking away from you. Okay. Do you, no. think, do you think the mic placement is good? I want to make sure it sounds um, as good as possible. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, if not, like, I'll, I'll like leap over good. my desk and I'll pull it away from her Rachel! face. Rachel! Okay. <laughs> You're singing too loud. Okay, here we no, go. No, feel it. Come along, my lonely days are over. And life is like a song. Oh, yeah, yeah. At last. Okay, that's it. No, <laughs> I want more. <laughs> Skies above. Oh. Yes. <laughs> what are we doing? I don't know. She's got flashbacks to me at the restaurant. I got so I got you so into drunk your drunk too. Oh, Grace and Chance was just here an hour ago, <laughs> making me take shots of whiskey. I know. I saw. He tried to get me to. Dude, I was like, <laughs> I. It's like it's three p.m. <sighs> no, I'm good. Oh my god, you appreciate just, you. You just reminded me it's three o'clock uh, in the afternoon. It's five o'clock somewhere. Amen. Yeah, it is. But I get very emotional when you perform. Your voice is phenomenal. 
thing. Like, it's stellar and it's so crystal clear and it's pure and your control is just magical and it's classic. You, I didn't pay him to say this. Oh, I, I know. I, it's great. It's thank great. you. Dude. I love you, Zach. I love you too. I'm telling you, it's You're the flawless. Best. Thank you. I just, I don't know. I really, really, really love to sing. That's just like, people ask me all the time, like, so, like, what do you like better or whatever? Like, acting, singing? I'm like, I just love to sing. Like, if I could just, like, hang out and, like, sing and somehow they pay me, <laughs> I'd be solid. Like, I would never leave. You know what I mean? I get it. You get it? Well, let me know your price, because I would love to just put you in the corner. <laughs> and just, like, press just, the like, button. Just, like, puts a little bed. Yeah, just, like, whatever we like want you bucket. to sing. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel! <laughs> <laughs> we clap. It's like the clap Rachel. on, clap off lights. <laughs> Literally, I'm like, hello, like every time he claps. <laughs> That's really effed up, and I like it. Yeah, me too. Um, Rachel Crow, Up All Night. That is a single, put it in your ears, EP. Do we have a date? Um, <laughs> we did, and then we passed it. No. Um, <laughs> not yet. Close. Okay. Um, I don't think we have a date. Slow I think Josh stay. wants a date. <laughs> But I don't have one because I want to make more music. <laughs> Slow and steady wins the race. Yeah, exactly. Every time. Exactly. We uh, dove into a lot. We talked about parents. You sang. Yeah. We talked music. Etta James. Heck yeah. You, you have a cheese shirt on? I, I do. Yeah, I, well, I don't. I, I someone figured that one out. You know, Sargento sent me this cheese because I like cheese. And they're not paying for any of this, so I'm going to shut up right now. But I do love cheese. Pay him. Pay the man. Pay me, and I'll talk about you all day. Um, I might... You know, if you pay me, I might eat cheese and not be vegan. Oh, Ooh. wow. That's good to know where your your, totally your food morals are. That's my food morals. <laughs> pay me. No, I'm kidding. I, uh, I, I slip up, but I do my best. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, please come back when it's EP time, yeah. album time, whatever, because I, I? I, I've a, I think there's a larger conversation to dive in. To come knock you. on the door and be like, yeah. want to do an interview right I'm now? I'm back. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> I'll answer. Your hair will be blue by then. Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah. I got to switch it up soon. Do yeah. I have to pay for that one too? Yes. No, Grace and Chance is going to pay for the next one. Yeah. Oh, really? But he was only saying that because he wanted to one-up me. Mm. So I wonder if he's actually going to stay true to his word. I really love Grace and Chance. Yeah. What, what, he's you wanna, an angel. You want to collaborate with people? Yeah. Where are we at? Chica was a great collaboration. She's great. I like She's her. She's amazing. Um, you know who I really am loving right now is who? Black. He's ah. dope. He's so cool. Yeah. I just want him on my song. Put it if out you there. are watching this, Sir Black, can you get him? Oh, Sir get him on the Black. show, and I'll run in and be like, "Be on my song! You can't leave until you sing it." No, but you must <laughs> run in singing already, so he knows. You know what I'm saying? Like that's your biggest asset next to your bright personality. Run in singing, like at last. Yeah, <laughs> just keep saying that. And he's gonna be whoa. I'll ruin the song no. for everyone. So you, whoa, I can't say no. <laughs> so you want Black? who spells his name with a six. Yeah, that's like, definitely not how that works, bro. I call him Six Lack for a year. Six. <laughs> Oh, so I did like, I. Absolutely. That's I didn't know. not it. Yeah. I mean, I she won't it, not. I guess it kind of looks like a B, actually. It does, like a lowercase B. Yeah. Okay. I, I feel like he's on a, a couple of features recently, hasn't he? Like Normani. Didn't he do something? Yeah, he did Normani. He just did B. Miller. That's the one. Which, Whoa. great yeah. song. Yeah. Wow. I should listen to that. B is amazing. Yeah, she's something special over there. She is. That, that little B. Miller. That little rasp. <sighs> That's everything, man. Oh. That Ooh. tone is so good. It's a unique tone. Yeah. I think it's classic in its own way. I think you have a different tone, clearly. Yeah. I, feel, I love different tones. Like, I feel like when I hear something, when I hear a tone that is completely genuine and something that I haven't heard before, I get so excited. You know what I want? Give me a collaboration. Two females, one record. 
Let's do it. Not enough of that. Let's do it. Saying it. Let's get crazy. Last one I remember, Halsey and Lauren Haregi. Yeah. Yeah. I know yeah. B. Yeah. We, we smoke pot together. Well, I'll Ari, give, give her a call. Ari and Nikki do them. Yeah, yes. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm talking about two vocalists. She's like, Rachel, I don't know who you are. Don't call me Ari. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Voices intertwining with one another. Not yeah. like a, Not rapping. Not a clear vocals rap. Right. You know, there's a clear divide there. Yeah, you're They right. did not need to be in that studio to do that together. You're right. There's a th- totally different change. You're right. I want harmonies, baby. Okay. Like, I want I want, I want to feel. Coming right up. <sighs> I don't know Get who, but ladies, I'm in the market for a collaborator. Dude. I want to put out into the universe. For your, what did you say? For your vocals to intertwine with mine, harmonies, baby. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Putting out an ad on Craigslist. <laughs> Watch out. You're going to get some really interesting applicants. <laughs> wild ladies out there like, I'll do it. We've had an opening on our show for months now, and I turned to Craigslist on numerous occasions to find someone. <laughs> you do? Oh, we interviewed like 15 oh. candidates from Craigslist. How was that? We did. Fascinating. Yes. He's like, oh. I, didn't know, I didn't know where they came from. Yeah, they were from <laughs> Craigslist. Oh. They were from Craigslist, Dan. Craigslist, the crossroads of the world. The crossroads of the world. You know, world. I'm looking at the Billboard Hot 100 right now. There really aren't girls doing songs with other girls. Thank you. What the heck, guys? I'm like yelling like as though I'm not a woman. <laughs> like, yeah. Like you can't do something about it. What the hell? <laughs> yeah. Wow. No, that's a good idea. Interesting. Maybe B. Yeah. Maybe uh, Maggie Linderman. Maggie Rogers is out there. There's a lot of people. On that note, Rachel Crow, everybody. All right. <laughs> Up all night. Worth your ears. Thanks. Listen to it. Love you. This podcast is part of the Zach Sang Show Podcast Network.